right, what's up, Javier? Welcome back to the show again. My favorite, my favorite guest. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I, I love being your favorite guest. That means I get to be on again and again and again. It's so fun, isn't it? It's like the greatest thing. Hey, I got to get yeah. your opinion on something. Um, no, but the thing is, is like I have a lot of guests on headlines. I got all types of people I've had. You're my 11th episode, so I've had 10 episodes, two with you. Um, and, I've, and I've had some really good analy- analytical guys, some good analysts. I've had some good uh, speakers and guys that are just very into the sport and everything else. But for whatever reason, people really like our chemistry being uh, that, you know, you're a head coach. I'm an ex-fighter. We train together. So... Yeah, I'm going to have to make you do a lot more headlines. So tell me what you think about this, uh, the new podcast t-shirt. <laughs> I just want to know where's mine. I'm going to send it to you. Did huh? I say it all? Where's mine? Where's mine? Hey, Swick, it used to be XL. Now it's got to be double XL. I got you. I'm wearing the XL right now, but so, we'll so, get the double XL for yeah, you. Yeah, XL, XL would show, will go up. I, I will have a monkey belly. I made a deal with DHL finally in Thailand, which is almost impossible to get a good rate on shipping because DHL is the safest way to ship. So we do have swag for you guys that are really wanting to support the podcast and get a nice, awesome. We have two versions of this. We have the big uh, monkey on the front and we have the big monkey on the back with a small logo on the front. Um, We got also all the AK Thailand stuff. Soon to have AK headquarters, right, Av? Soon to have AK headquarters in the, in the store. Um, so if you want to purchase, go to akthailand.com forward slash store. Easy as possible or go to akthailand.com and you can see the store link by banner and you can buy the shirts. Even Javier said he wants one. So that means it's uh, awesome stuff. So you got to get the podcast shirt. And uh, anyway. That means, I, that means you better send me one. I'm, you're getting a package. The thing is, like, like I was about to tell you, is I'm see, giving yeah, thumbs up. All thumbs my up, podcasts, you you're, you're not official podcast guest because you're on the headline segment, but either way, you're, you're still my, I'm still giving it to you anyway, but all my new podcast guests are getting a swag bag from Thailand. So all you guys that want to come on my show or all you guys that watch the show, I don't think there's any journalists or podcasts that sends out gift bags to their, to their guests, but I've already sent one to Moreno, Henry, and uh, Jan Blahovich yesterday. So we send a, a mixture of uh, some, some podcast stuff, some AK Thailand stuff, and just a mixture of stuff just to, to give them a little swag bag. I'm going to send you a lot more, obviously, but just so everybody knows, we take care of our guests here at the Real Quick and Mike's Week podcast, and we make sure you have the latest and cool apparel. Yeah, it sounds like cool. a commercial, but that was really a conversation, but it sounds kind of like a commercial. It so, was actually a really good commercial. You did pretty good. That's a good commercial. I'm a master I of like commercials. It. Wait, are Cafe. you drinking a commercial it is the too? coffee of choice. I'm just kidding. That's not an ad, and it's not the best no, coffee. That's not. That's not an ad. No. Cross them out. It's not the best coffee, but it's good. It's my favorite of the of the can of the can types. Um, so I had Henry Cejudo on my show last. Um, you know the triple triple C Olympic gold medalist, two time division champion. Now he's got a wife and and uh, a baby coming. Um, so he, interesting enough, we had a great podcast like we always do. He's on our show a couple times, but interesting enough, we got into the whole top 10 and he put Habib shockingly low. Uh, he put him in his top 10, but on number seven and he put himself as number six and his, 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 uh, his order went Jones, Demetrius, Anderson, Silva, George St. Pierre, Randy Couture, Henry, Khabib, Cormier, and BJ Penn. No, oh, it's funny. He puts Demetrius at number two, but yet he dethroned Demetrius. Yeah. You know, he mm. said on my first podcast the same mm. thing with his pillow. I don't know. He, he has a lot of love for Demetrius. <laughs> I'm like, huh, huh. 
Yeah. And, and I'm and I'm sorry. How many of these guys were undefeated? Yeah, at I mean, the top of their game, only Jones and Habib. Only Jones. Look, listen. In my opinion, this is my humble opinion. Jones is the only one that you can you can put into this category, as far as I'm concerned, because at 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 that point, Jones number one is still undefeated. Okay, number two, there was a point there where Jones didn't lose a round either. He was going through people. Yeah, you know. So at the tail end, yeah, he had close decisions. So he he had the other he had the other moments. Yeah. So for me, for me, for me, it, it's it's Jones Habib or Habib Jones personally. Yeah. That's, well, in that, uh, most of the world, my personal opinion, but that's my opinion. I think most of the world. To be honest with you, I just think uh, Henry doesn't have a pillow head of Habib yet. That's what I think, and so he just doesn't want to give him credit. Um, so listen, here's the thing. Now, the goat status is interesting to me because it's not an official rank; it's a personal a personal opinion. It's tough for me because the situation is this. Habib is obviously my GOAT. He, what, my definition of GOAT would be someone like Habib. Could he have been the GOAT had they kept fighting and Jones kept fighting? Maybe not. Maybe Jones passed him up. Maybe whatever. But, but in, in the realm of like games, it comes out to winning and losing and dominant winning versus barely winning and, and, and your record and all that kind of stuff, blah, blah, blah. I put him as my GOAT. But that being said... I think my second would be Anderson Silva, shockingly enough. Um, I, I think John Jones statistically. Okay, so Khabib and Jones, like you said. After John Jones and, and Khabib, because it's more opinionated, I think, the GOAT, the GOAT title, I think that guys like Anderson Silva, the guys that had wow factor and, and power, like even the Vanderlei Silva of pride, Shogun Hua for a while. Uh, you know, your Anderson Silva had 17 wins in a row. Nobody had that kind of wow factor in the UFC in my entire career than Anderson Silva. When he started, when he was on a 17-fight win streak, 10-fight uh, title defense, that was a wow factor. You know that. So that kind of adds, even though it lo- and you look at his record, I mean, shit, he's lost five of his last six fights, and then he just went and beat uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. So. There's a lot of variables at stake here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the fact that uh, that uh, look, I mean, Anderson has done enough. What are you gonna say? He's done enough to. You can call him the greatest. You can call him the uh, second greatest. You can call him the third. But one thing you can't call him is not one of the greatest. Not he's for definitely sure. Definitely one of the greatest. Yeah. And, and I mean, he's in it. John Jones is in it. GSP is in it. You know, to me, I mean, realistically, I mean, I got honest. Be honest. I only really have four. You know, and 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 the four to me is is Habib Jones, GSP, and 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 you know, and Anderson. Those yeah, are my four. They are, and those are my only four. Those are my only four. And I'm sorry, you know, I I don't really have any more than that. Where I say, oh, he's the great. Yeah, they are. They are. Don't get me wrong. They're all the great ones. But for me, those are the four. And you can intermix them any way you want. And then you got guys that can do incredible things. I mean, you got DC who can do incredible things. You got Conor McGregor who who did incredible things. And not only did he do incredible things, he you 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 can't deny is the most powerful and the most sport uh, level changing uh, figure in the sport. I mean, you know, Ronda Rousey did a great job, but then Conor McGregor did too. But when you're talking about greatest, it's like it's a different level when you're fighting in there, and 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 you have that special something ability that that like you can use to really, really dominate the shit out of people and, and do it so convincingly that you don't even make a mistake like Khabib in his entire career, hardly. Um, and, but I agree with what you're saying about uh, John Jones because what you're basically saying is kind of how I feel about Anderson Silva. In his prime, he was beaten 
uh, good people wowing and doing all this great stuff. And then he kind of fell off at the end. And I think what you're saying is John Jones did that as well, but John Jones hasn't fell off at the end yet. So that does put him at a huge advantage. He hasn't fallen. He hasn't fallen off. He hasn't fallen off really technically. So to me, to me, I'm sorry, but I mean, anybody can give their opinion, but my opinion is you can say Jones, you can say Habib, you can say, Whatever one of those two. Right. I, I'm good with either one of those two. I'm good with Jones being the guy. I'm good with Habib the guy. I'm biased. I'm gonna go Habib, of course. But if the if the consensus says between Jones and Habib, the higher is Jones, I can understand it, definitely. They're both undefeated. And the and the Jones was man, he was extremely dominant, man. He's killing everybody. He didn't lose a round. Yeah. He was whooping up everybody's butt, you know. So and then then you go uh, inside the cage, outside the cage, hands down, Habib above everybody. Yeah. Next in line, next to Habib is GSP. Yeah, absolutely. You know, GSP. Yeah. As far as how humble, how they were, what they were, GSP was humble, everybody. But last I recall, I don't recall GSP being involved in many humanitarian uh, uh, endeavors that help people. Uh, you can count Habib how much he's done, and he's done so much more so that even people know that Habib's sure. not advertising. For sure. But, but uh, you know, he's hands down, Habib's hands down the number one hum- humanitarian out of all these guys that's doing special things for, for the good of the of the people and helping the underprivileged and helping so many people in need. And, you know, you're not even going to get Habib to tell you these things, and I'm not at liberty to say these things either, but, but Habib does do a lot of those things that uh, the only one that does things, but it's out in the open, is, is Dustin. Dustin does uh, the Goodwill Foundation, this and that, but it's out in the open. Habib, these, Habib does things behind doors, eh? and he's not going to open those doors. He just does it. And Habib does it because he wants to. Habib goes to charities that need funding or need help, and he helps them directly. The thing, not, not, to, not to bag on Dustin Poirier, but just so people understand. No, 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 no. No, no, I'm not no, saying you Dustin's are. doing great I'm not saying, people. I'm not saying you are. I'm, I'm about to. <laughs> not to bag on him, but I understand 501c3s. I've had a company. You, you know about that. Um, I had to postpone it because of, of time. But 501c3 companies that he has, like the style of company he has, it's a charity company, but what he does is he takes in donations from people. Uh, most of the time as fans, people that support him. And then his foundation decides what to spend it on they don't have a regi- they don't have a set schedule of what they're going to support um so unlike what khabib and some of these other guys do when they donate to uh feed the children or build wells in africa and they actually put the money in the, the wells or the schools or whatever else dustin can support all these things but it's up to him and and he also can write off his expenses and and different things in, in this scenario more people that have 501c3s that are open-ended like that where they can just kind of do what they want do it for the wrong reasons I'm not saying Dustin did, and I think Dustin's doing something great to even be doing a charity. But like when 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 Conor McGregor was going to give him five hundred thousand dollars, Conor McGregor asked for him to break down where that money was going to be spent and how it was going to be spent, which was rightfully so. And Dustin couldn't do it, and so he didn't get the money. And then Dustin backfired and tried to make Conor look bad, which I thought was a really bad move if you're a charitable person because Conor's just asking for an explanation of where the money's going because. Dustin can't possibly know. When you get 500000 and you're in a, in a 501c3 that can donate to anyone, that 500000 it's going to take you two years to spend that kind of money. But the one thing that's for sure is you're going to get credit for spending that money, not Connor. You're going to get credit for spending that money, not your fans. It's going to be your foundation, your attendance that's going to be there writing the check. It's going to be your. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know what I mean? Like you're kind of spending other people's money but taking credit for it. I'm not trying to bag on them, but that is the reality. So don't don't think that... The, the dozen Poirier is, Poirier is in a charity where 
he's donating all of his money to a specific feed the hungry or specific help the kids or a specific. So it's one of those weird kind of 501c3s where he just takes in a bunch of money. It's all tax free and he can do whatever he wants. If he wants to take a trip to Africa and help the rhinos, he can expense the whole thing. He can fly his whole family out. Not that I'm saying that he will. Again, this is all speculation. But people in the past, have, they can fly the whole family out and take safaris and have a great African trip, donate 25000 to the Rhino Project. It's a, it's a, it's a charity. It's a, and, and you get credit for donating to the Rhino and you had a great time. It didn't cost you a penny. I'm not saying he's doing that. It's typically what does happen a lot. It's a, it's a huge issue because when I was doing my 501c3, I did a lot of research and, and it, was a, it was a big issue that, that they're having, but there's no regulations on it. It's tax-free. You can use 50% of the money for, for charity or you can use 20% of the money or you can use 80%. They don't, there's no regulation whatsoever how much of the money that you take in you can actually use. I will say to Poirier's credit, I did look on the website to, to, to see what kind of 501c3 he has. He doesn't pay salaries which is good. That's a very honorable thing. He doesn't pay salaries to any of his staff. So you can assume that a good majority of the money does go to charity. Just have no idea what charity. And maybe you don't agree with the charity. That's another thing. When, when you're Conor McGregor and you donate 500000 maybe he's going to give your money to a situation that, that might not be a good charity. There's a lot of bad charities out there. And you got to do research to figure out which ones are legit, which ones aren't legit. Unfortunately, that's the way the world works. There's a lot of shitty charities that just take money and, and don't, you know, what if he donates 100000 to one of those charities and it's just a big waste, you know? So that's, that's just to clarify that a little bit. Long-winded. <laughs> okay. Sorry. That sounds good to me. I but mean, but I just, just to clarify, I had a little bit of knowledge on it. I did form a 501c3, I, I, so. I, I, see that? What's that? What's that show you right there? Does that see that? Do you see that, sweet? Good job. It means good job. Thank you. This, right. is, this, this is zero. That means I have zero knowledge of what you're talking about. So, so I have to say for you, it's a good job because what am I going to say? Sounded like good, day, you know. Sounded um, good, right? They're doing a good job. I mean, Connor appears to be right on why he didn't go through the deal, and and Dustin, uh, you know, from what you're saying, really couldn't give him a clear answer. So, you know, so it's kind of like really they're both kind of right and again know? it's not dustin's fault i'm not saying that dustin's doing anything shady i'm saying that the majority of people it seems like they do 501c3s in this in this uh format do but it's like dustin is to his credit he can't give connor a time an exact like he doesn't know what he's gonna do how, how do you know what you're gonna do with five hundred thousand dollars that's that you can't do that to one charity you got to do that you got to spread that out to 20 30 40 charities you know like a little bit at a time so there's yeah. no way he could possibly know so to his credit he he couldn't know so we'll see we'll see what happens but just let's, let's get into this fight a little bit connor versus poirier so we had uh connor in his aggressive crazy sadistic form come out and and just absolutely batter uh, Dustin and beat him in the first fight. In the second fight, um, I say batter just because it was a pretty big finish. Um, in the second fight, uh, you know, we see a different Connor. We see a baby-kissing father who who's showing much, much respect, who's changed dramatically, somehow looks shockingly old. I don't know why. Maybe just because he grew his beard out, whatever. Um, and then the nice guy comes out, and then he gets knocked out. Now we're now we're in the present here, a week before the fight, and now we have kind of the old Connor back, and I think he's and, and this is a man who's on the, the the Forbes list as the number one athlete for money, and this is a guy who has everything, but he's a true fighter. He really, really wants to fight and win. He doesn't need the money. Doesn't he? Doesn't need this for financial gain. Doesn't need it for popularity. So, like, what do you think? You think that all these things changed any of the variables of the fight this third time around? 
well, yeah, I think every fight's different, you know, and uh, every time I see fights and you understand the situation or why they're doing what they're doing, like in the last one, you know, the calf kicks was a major, was a yep. major, major factor. And I personally feel that was the only factor that really we could contribute to the loss was the right. calf kicks because it, it took out his weapons. Everything he had took him out. He's not a ground guy. He's good on the ground. Connor's really good on the ground, but that's not his, that's not what he likes to do. So the calf kicks took everything away from him. So for me, you know, it's all a matter of him coming back in, correcting that mistake and let's see what new obstacles uh, come ahead of him. You know, the fact of the matter is, that, like you're saying, you know, he has all the money. You know, he doesn't need to fight for money. And why is he doing it? Because he's a warrior. Yeah. He's a warrior yes. through and through. He's a warrior, you know. And and, and I don't know about you, but I like I liked the, the Dustin that, 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 I mean, the Connor that treated Dustin with respect the last one. That was very yeah. respectful. And if he is going back to the old Connor, I just, you know, just stay away from family, you know, religion, country, you know, and, and yeah, wives, yeah, you know, yeah. then I'm cool. Say whatever, yeah. you know. But when he starts doing that crap that to me, then I lost total respect for that. And I can't respect him. And I would want him to get his ass kicked for, for disrespecting those elements, you know. And, and the art of war, all those elements are game, you know. They're game. That's game on. This is not art of war, man. This is a competition, you know. So to me, it's just it's, it's an unrule, it's an unknown rule, but it should be followed by all fighters that stay away from country, stay away from religion, stay away from family, you know, stay away from wives, you know. My yeah. personal opinion. Managers and uh, coaches, <laughs> oh, free game. They're a free game. But I, I think everybody else should be should be out. And that's my only my only uh, my only gripe is that. Other than that, respect everything. I agree with you. Um, I hate picking Connor for a fight, and I really like Dustin Poirier a lot, and I think he's really good. I think he's very smart, and I think he's going to go into this fight knowing he's got to survive that first round. Um, two things. I want to say I don't agree. I don't believe Connor wants to wants Dustin to think he wants to stand. So, so Connor's came out and said the first guy to, to shoot is a bitch. We've seen this in the past. It's, it's generally trying to say that if you shoot on me, you're a bitch. Let's stand. I don't take that at face value with Connor. Connor's super smart. I would say he's using reverse psychology on that, and he's trying to to show that he's super confident on the feet so Dustin might shoot, and then if he, if Dustin's thinking about shooting, which I think it was what he's trying to get in his head, that's going to take away from a stand-up. Naturally, when you're thinking about setting up a shot, you're taking away from your stand-up. Therefore, the stand-up's easier. That's the way I take this this thing. Um, but anyway, the Connor that come, is coming out now being aggressive and back to his old self and angry and got the pride, I have to say that, like... I think he's going to do better than the last fight, like a lot better. And I think that there's there's a chance he might win this fight. Um, I think I'm going to have to go overall give the edge to Poirier if Poirier can squeeze out of that first and second round. Um, so I'm going to give the edge to Poirier, but I would definitely not call it an upset if Connor wins. That, that's my prediction. What, what's your prediction? Well, I feel that uh, the first two rounds is Connor's to win. The last three rounds is, is, is Dustin. Yeah. And uh, I think that's it. I think, you know, Connor, Connor – can do it in two. If he can't, then I think that he's going to have to hold on. You know, if he's going to get a win, he's going to have to hold on because Dustin is going to be there to the end, bro. That yeah. guy don't break. You have to knock him out, choke him out. He's fighting till the last minute. He There's no quitting that guy. He's proven it time and time yeah. again. And he'll prove it again, you know. And the thing is, can Connor get it done in two? Well, no. And, you know, and 
you and I are just speculating, right? Because we, we've seen this happen before where the unknown happens. You go, wow, what a war. Five rounds. What the hell? What happened here? Didn't expect that. You yeah. know, uh, Moreno versus the champ, right? When Moreno dominated him, I honestly was expecting a hell of a fight from, from the, the champ. I didn't expect Moreno to come out and fight somebody that didn't fight back, yeah. in my opinion. In my yeah. opinion, he didn't fight back. I'm like, what the hell happened here? What, what was going on? Was it too much of a weight cut? Was his mind tired of? Who knows? But he he didn't fight back, in my opinion. And then this one here, I think I think uh, yeah, Connor Connor, if he can get it done before two, after that, I, I give Dustin the edge. And okay. I just say the edge because I'm not guaranteed that he's going to sure that he's going to win, anyways. Well, we saw the Chad Mendes fight. I mean, Chad got tired; it was short notice, but. Connor can suck it up and put some power punches together even when he's tired. So it's not like he still can't get that knockout in the third, fourth, or fifth. It's just he's not oh, yeah, he's not yeah, as yeah, dangerous yeah. as that first and second, you know, because that, that first and second you're just kind of scared yeah. anyway. But what this crazy bastard's going to do, and then he comes out there super confident, and especially I think how he's going to come out now in his karate stance and look really confident, and then that gives him an advantage. And now, now he's got your mind all going different directions, and like you don't know what the hell he's going to do. And yeah. he, you've seen him do everything from from completely screw yeah. up and get knocked out to be the king of the sport and be a double champion and and be the the, the break every record in the world as far as like you know, financially and, 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 and as a showman and, a, and a, the guy with the it factor. Yeah, so. man, he's the first two-time champ. Remember, he's the first yeah. one that held two titles. Is he the first? Is that the first time that ever he, happened? I thought Couture yeah. did that before. I thought it was him. No, it might be. It might be him. Else doing it. I think Couture left the division and went to the heavyweight and won, but I don't think no, he, he had both. he left the division, but he didn't, he didn't held them at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, 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 you know, uh, Connor was the first one that actually held them at the same time. So Kobe, Kobe's bringing this up since we're talking about Poirier, but Kobe did kind of a shitty thing that just got announced. Um, it's a shitty thing, but let's evaluate. Let's kind of like uh, break it down a little bit and evaluate what we think. Um, so Kobe released video footage of training where Dustin Poirier was fighting a guy, obviously not to his level. I don't know how, how good a level. Dustin came out later and said the guy had 20 fights and he was a decent fighter. But the guy was all geared up. I'm sorry, the guy wasn't geared up. He just he had no headgear. He had just gloves. It was like a regular boxing match like we do at AKA. But Dustin had like headgear and all this protective gear and everything. And then Dustin knocked him out. Like it was a flash knockout. He hit him. He, he hit the ground. He got back up and he sat down. Um, and from the video, this is all from the video. I'm not, I don't know exactly how it was there. But Dustin never went to the guy. I saw it. Yeah, I so saw, Dustin never went, for our viewers, but Dustin never went to the guy immediately to check on him. He just started saying, and now, and now. Now, my question to you is, since you've been around more fighters before and since me, when I was coming up through AKA, you know, people are judging him and he's trying to say, you know, that was just a fighter mindset. I'm just a fighter. I'm aggressive and I'm going to, that's just me, you know. Um, coming up at AKA, I don't think many people have seen more champions being built, more champions in the training room more champions in the career than i have and you have in, in our team um and i've never seen that i've never seen a guy get knocked out i've seen plenty of guys get knocked out in sparring but i've never seen the fighter not immediately go help them or do anything else and kind of walk around and kind of gloat about it what do you think do you think have you seen that before is, is that is that could that be a mindset that he was just in a killer mindset and he was in a mode or do you think maybe he he's just kind of like uh a little different and more things are coming out about him as far as being a little bit more of a gym bully i don't think he's a gym bully but it's hard to say what was going on through his mind uh you know uh it definitely would have to be something that the coach would in my opinion that if it was me and one of you guys did that 
I'm talking to you about that Absolutely. because it's like, that's not cool. That's no. not cool at all. Because now you got this guy that came out there and helped you spar and you took care of him like that. And you're, and you're making that kind of thing. It's like, what's going to, you know, later on, what's going to prevent that guy from wanting to come work with you again? He goes, I ain't working with that guy. He, you know, he's going to feel very salty and he has a good reason to be salty. So I don't know what was going on. Maybe there was a lot of pressure on him. Uh, you know, I don't know. I do know that it's not something that I would tolerate. I would never tolerate that because we'd have to have a talk. We have to have a talk about that. And, you know, because I can never allow that to happen because that just means that I don't care about the other person. I only care about the person that that's the champion or the guy fighting for the title. And that's not cool. Yeah. Now, I remember one time when 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 uh, Kane Velasquez and I had him spar with one of these amateur kids, and I had Kane only play defense, and Kane was yeah. playing defense, and the kid weighed a buck fifty. Yeah, and Kane all of a sudden got frustrated. He picked the kid up, slammed him, and he brought his leg up really high in the air and put it down in his stomach. Man, I yelled at Kane. I said, "What the hell's the matter with you?" I go, "He's an amateur, number one. Number two, you're supposed to be working with him. Why the hell'd you do that?" You know, and I said, you know what? You got damn better ex explain to him why. And you apologize to him. You better apologize to him. And, and uh, you know, what Kane did is not only did he apologize to him, he apologized to the whole team. You know, but what, what I'm trying to say here by labeling that Kane's the nicest guy, but I'm just saying things happen. So what I'm trying to say here is we don't know what's going on with, with, with Dustin. So you'd have to say, hey, man, what's, what's going on? This and that. Hey, you owe your sparring partner an apology you owe him a, you know you owe him you owe him. and who knows what would happen he might have done that you know we don't know that because you're just seeing the video but we're not seeing what's going behind the scenes dustin might have been like oh man shit i'm sorry and then that guy and him could have you know squashed their beef and it was over uh you know covington you know he's a shit disturber. <laughs> he he likes making shit out of nothing, you know, and he makes yeah. shit up, and that's what he did here. He made he made Dustin out to be more than what it actually really was. He tells his other guy was an amateur. The guy was actually a pro, you know. So so you know he, he, that's what he does. You know that's what he does, and you can expect that from 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 him. Kobe is is it's like. To be honest with you, I think he's a good fighter, and I don't think he needs to do that. I don't think he needs to do that because he's a good fighter, and yes, yes. I think he could just fight. You know, people people would love Kobe more so if he would stop that, in my opinion, in my opinion, because he's a good fighter. He is a really good fighter, and and but hey, that's who he wants to be. That's his persona, fight persona. I don't think he's that way in person. I no, really he's don't. Not. He's I, not. I don't and think he's that way in person. I think I just think that's who he portrays, just like Chael Sonnen, right? I was about Chael to say Sonnen yeah. was that. The bad guy, you know, and, and and it's just they're different. You know, uh, Jake Paul, he comes across as a dick, too. You know, and I think he's probably a nice guy, too. These guys all have their, their, their fight persona, and it is what it is, you know. And, and um, but but it, it was um, it wasn't a good move as far as I'm concerned, what Dustin did. And it wasn't a good move on Kobe putting it on blast. That's a teammate, whether it's not present whatever you still were at one point teammates that should have never got out yeah. personally speaking should have yeah. never got out but it did and now obviously they're doing it for their own personal agenda let, let them do what they got to do and you know it, it creates topics for us to talk about right yeah who's wrong who's right you know some people are going to say all oh, swicks on the money all oh, coach hob maybe he's more correct than swig or maybe they're we're both wrong you know but yeah. we are creating some kind of interest by talking about things like this and giving our opinions because the viewers are listening and go yeah, I kind of agree with him. No, you know what? He's full of shit. I don't yeah. agree with him at all. Yeah. I'm going to go with Swick. You know? 
Like, okay, <laughs> cool. No problem. And because we're just opinions, right? We're just opinions. And, and, but one thing I will say, I will never allow that scenario to happen with no words said. No way in hell will I allow that to happen. Yeah, never, never. That's going to have some conversations. Not with the person that got hit like that, but the person that hit him, we're talking. Yeah. We're talking. What, what, what's going on? You know, and, and I will maybe come off really mean, you know, and then figure out what's going on. Because I want to know what's going on. What's going on? What caused you to do that? Because that's your teammate. Yeah, and the thing is, I want to say, you know, as a fighter, um, t two sides of this. But, you know, I can see where you get angry and you get frustrated. And sometimes you're going with lesser uh, guys, but they're going really, really hard. And you're not going hard, but you're going fast. And then they pop you really hard. Maybe they're smaller than you, whatever the case. This happened at AK Town the other day. A small guy popped one of our bigger guys really hard. Um, but as a bigger guy, you have to you have to show that discipline, just like being the better guy, like Dustin Poirier. Um, but it, but I can see where you get frustrated and, and certain things happen. You got to understand when we're fighting, you're sparring, you're fighting, and just like if any of these guys or most guys, if you go to a bar and someone slaps you across the face, you're going to start fighting. It's just an instant instant reflex. So when you're sparring, sometimes instant. things. Something, sometimes things happen. Maybe he caught him on the nose and busted his nose. He thought he broke his nose. He maybe thought he got a cut. There could be something that made him escalate a little bit more. But the talking afterwards was, was uncalled for. And I'm going to say this just, just as an example. So Koscheck, you remember Koscheck? So he blew my knee out a week before I was supposed to go to Brazil to fight Eric Silva. Uh, my ACL, yeah, my meniscus, and my... my um, ACL, my meniscus, and my uh, whatever it is, uh, MCL. Um, anyway, so he blew my knee out, and I couldn't walk, and I had to go to the hospital. I went to the hospital, and everybody texted me and everything, but Koscheck, I thought, didn't text me. He ended up texting me, but he, I thought he didn't text me. And I was bothered that he busted my knee because he shouldn't have done it. Like, he was doing something stupid, getting up from the ground, trying to take me down when I wasn't paying attention. So it was kind of a silly thing. Um, and it ended up costing me 910 days of my career. But the point was, I was super upset because he didn't text me. Now, he was really cool when it happened. He didn't start screaming, and now, and now. He came up to me and was cool, and then I left. And I was still upset, even though he came up to me afterwards. I was still upset at him when I got to the hospital because everybody was texting me but Koscheck. He didn't, I felt like he didn't even care if I was okay. He didn't even care if I was doing whatever. And I was so pissed at him for like, a week or two till I saw him again and then and then he told me or whatever and I looked it up and he actually did text me and was like are you okay and then he thought I was mad at him and then didn't text me back so going from that to being on the ground with the knee injury or whatever the case and having somebody screaming like and now and now and not even coming up to me fuck I'd be pissed <laughs> you know what I mean like I'd be really pissed in that situation so speaking from a fighter who's been you, you're not you're not friends you're not friends if no not anymore you, you're not friends <laughs> no. yeah you know, he has, that's what I'm saying he has some serious explanations to that individual that that happened to because you can't you can't you can't do that yeah just can't and this is just like I said you we'll, we'll get past this that, this so. is just one 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 side of the story we don't know what Dustin's side I've been trying to get Dustin on the podcast he we used to talk all the time or not all the time but we, he'd answer me and I'd I'd fire back and I'd congratulate him after his fights. And I liked Dustin even up until K Khabib, you know. And then after Khabib, I said, hey, good fight, man. You know, good, good, good try. Um, and, you know, we stayed in touch, but then I can't get him on the podcast. So uh, if I can't talk to him, we only have one side of the story. Dustin. <laughs> all right, fellas, you want to help support the podcast? I know you do. All this content, all these interviews with these fantastic guests that we're putting out for you, well, now you can. And you can save 20% off and get free shipping by getting the best below-the-waist men's grooming products on the market. I'm talking about Manscaped. All you got to do is go to manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com, enter code QUICK at checkout, 20% off, and free shipping. QUICK is my nickname. It is not how you use the product. 
Uh, don't be silly, fellas. Come on. Uh, but Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and now they have the new Lawnmower 4.0, which is next level, the best trimmer on the market ever made. What makes it different? It has skin-safe replacement ceramic blades, controllable LED lights, wireless charging dock, and a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology, and it's even waterproof. They also have a full line of hygiene and grooming products like the Shears 2.0 Luxury Nail Kit, Crop Mops, Preserver, Reviver, and a lot more. Manscaped has everything you need to appeal to your lady friend, but don't thank me, thank yourself. By going to manscaped.com, entering code QUICK, get 20% off, get free shipping. It's a win-win for you. It's a win-win for us, and you're supporting the podcast. Two fights I want to break down just really fast, just get your opinion on, uh, that I'm interested in, really, really big on this uh, UFC 264 card, and that's Burns versus Thompson and Sugar versus Matino. And I, I don't know much about Matino, but anyway, we'll start with Burns versus Thompson. What did, what did you take on something like that? An aggressive fighter like Burns coming after a guy who needs space, needs uh, a little bit of area to, to do his, his kicks and his punches and stuff. What do you think is going to happen here? Well, it's going to be a matter of distance and whether, you know, Wonder Boy can keep the distance and whether, you know, Burns can close the distance and, and implement his, uh, his jiu-jitsu, you know, take him down and implement his jiu-jitsu or, or implement his power. Uh, Gilbert's got massive power. Yeah, he does. Uh, and... In order to get Wonder Boy, it's going to have to be something sneaky, tricky-like, you know, to really take him off the striking game. He's a master striker, so you can't kickbox with this guy and think you're going to catch him. It's going to be very unlikely that you can. you got to mix it up. you got to do things different. And I think Gilbert's got to get in there and rough him up and, and, and throw him off, off his rhythm. Can't mm. let him keep on his rhythm. When the boy stays on his rhythm, it's going to be a long night for, for Gilbert. And if Gilbert can go out there and implement his power and, and throw the rhythm off, he might yeah. catch him with a good shot and take, take care of him. And and it could be on the ground too, you know. But I think that when the boy, um, I think he handles it fairly well. Um I'm kind of going to go a little bit slight, slight, very slight edge to Wonder Boy. Very slight. And this one could go either way, though. Well, I'll, I'll go against you on that just because I, I, I'm going to give a slight edge to Burns. Um, but I do like Wonder Boy. I absolutely love him. I love his background, striking. You know, obviously, that's my style. So, um, yeah, I think it could be a great fight. And if Wonder Boy wins, it's going to be exciting because he's probably going to get a knockout and it's going to be a highlight reel kind of thing. Um, but I'm going to give the slight advantage to Burns. What do you think about Sugar versus Matino? I'm not. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that, but it's short notice, and I don't know him as well. I think he, he's managed by Tyson Chartier, who was on the show. Um, so it's a good group. The, the guy's not going to be like a total amateur, you know, or anything like that. So what, what, what do you think about that fight? And secondly, what do you think about Sugar? Do you think he's the real deal, um, considering he has the it factor and he's got the following? But then the whole ankle thing, leave it on a stretcher. What do you think? I think he's the real deal. I think he's going to fight for the title. I wouldn't be surprised if after this fight he gets a title shot and we see the title around his belt. That's how good he is. Mm. That's how good this guy is. He's really, really good. Uh, but then again, you know, we'll see what happens. But he, he's that good. He's that good, in my opinion. I, I can see him wearing the title. Definitely. Definitely. 100%. You know, and, and you know... He's the kind of guy that you want to watch because he's so exciting, you know. His stand-up is so exciting, and he's explosive. He takes you out. He's cool. You know what he yeah. does is cool. He's cool. He's really cool. <laughs> so he's a guy that when he fights, uh, I'm definitely a fan. 
I want to mm-hmm. watch him because I want to see what he's going to do. You know, he's not going to be your your normal just I'll come in with the right hand. He's going to come in with the right hand spinning wheel kick or or something's going to be crazy. You go, whoa, did you see that? You know, he's that type of guy. I mean, you know, just his persona, everything he does is, is something special and, and uh, takes, in my opinion, circumstances like how we lost to, to Vera. Uh, that's what you know. That's how you're going to beat him by 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 freak little things that happen there. I think he's going to be very difficult to beat. The, there is some competition for him out there. Like I think the champ Peter Jan and, and him is going to be a really great fight. Uh, we'll see what happens with with Algerman when he comes back. See see how well he does. And I, I would imagine that, that there's going to be a, a rematch between between Jan and, and, and Sterling, right? Mm, because probably. I would think that's what everybody's going to demand, right? Before anything, right? Because yeah. I mean, the way that that ended was horrible. It was like, you know, I'm I'm sure Sterling didn't want to win the fight like that. But hey, he didn't cheat. Yeah. It's not his fault. He didn't cheat. He got cheated against. So now, what do you expect me to do? It's like I got cheated against, you know, and it, it compromised me. Regardless of what we think about, he was going to lose or not going to lose. The bottom line is, it was a, an illegal, fragrant foul. Okay, that 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 was very well established. It was a foul. So. You know, he's the champ, you know, for that reason. And that's what titles are for, right? You win them the right way. <laughs> and so you lose them the right way, too. Rightfully so. Uh, Peter uh, lost the title that way. But but that being said, I don't think anything should happen before those two rematch with that title. You know, mm. that's my opinion. I, I don't think there should be any, any, any title. They could be an interim title if they want. But those two need to fight again for the legit title. I feel like Aljamain Sterling would have been me. Like I would have been in that situation um, if if I made it to the belt. Like I would have, I would have had a win like that. Like it seems like everything I've accomplished, there's always just something in the back of my mind that's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I accomplished it, but something. You know, there's always that something. And I feel like if I ever won the championship, I'd be in Aljamain Sterling's position. I'd have the championship, I'd have the belt, but I didn't really yeah, earn it the right you know, way. <laughs> yeah, but you can you can be an Aljamain for that. It's not his fault. As I know. He didn't, he didn't cheat. He didn't cheat. I mean, he tried to give it his best, and he was out there giving his best. He was definitely losing. On, on He was losing gas. It wasn't that bad, everything. though. But, hey, but, yeah, it wasn't that bad, but he was losing. Yeah. You know, he was losing. But, in all fairness... Anything could have happened in that fight. It wasn't over. What no. we do know was an illegal foul. And the rules state, under those circumstances, he gets the title. So he legitly won the title. So he's the legit champ. Whether we like it or we don't like it, he's the, he's the champ. I'm not blaming him at all. I'm just saying that like, because of the, the controversy attached, that would be how I would win. I, w- I would never have been that guy that just won the belt and yeah, just been able yeah. to be like, yeah. <laughs> It was sorry, but it just never happened. I, I, there's always something. There's always some something I have to well, like look ho- negative. Let's hope if you if you would have fought that way, you would have <laughs> won it the correct way. <laughs> and anyway, so and then and then Khabib even came out and said he wouldn't want to win the belt that way as well. What, what is the difference? What do you think Aljamain's mentality is? Because obviously he is the champ. Um, he thinks he can beat Peter, so that helps out a little bit. But he knows he didn't win the belt the right, the right way, and he's admitted that. What's your mindset like in that situation where you you are a champion, but everyone's kind of hating you for it, and it's not your fault? They're hating you, and you're just like, "Yo, I I what? I didn't make them give me the belt." 
Yeah, he's got a lot of pressure on himself from it's that. Kind of tough, it, right? It, it, we do care. We do, we, uh, we we do care about the fans. We do care about what people think. And he's a fighter, man. Algerman's a real fighter. He's yeah. a, he's a he's a real deal. He's a super nice guy. So you gotta you gotta know that he you know he he didn't cause this upon himself. So you can't get mad at him. You know he did according to what everything was. He didn't say please please hit me with an illegal knee. I want the title. I go, Come on, man. You know, and then how can you expect the guy to continue fighting when you really couldn't fight? He didn't even know he was going like, to win. Yeah, he didn't know he was going to yeah. even win by it. So yeah. he, did, well, he wasn't trying no, to win. He's smart, he's smart. <laughs> no, he didn't know the rules. It's not like he knows. Oh, I won the title, legal knee. Ha ha ha. No, I'm pretty sure he had no clue no. that he was going to win the title. <laughs> Zero. So for him, he was compromised. Yeah. So that was over. It was over. It was like I'm done. You know. I, I can't even, you know, yeah. So, but, but I think, and like, regardless, I, I, I don't think uh, he wants to win the title like that. I read a little bit about things he said, and he's coming out saying the truth. Hey, man, give me time. I got neck surgery. You know, give, give me some time. Give me some time. Yeah. You know, and I agree with him. I agree with him. Leave him alone. You know, he's the champion. He calls the shots now until the UFC does otherwise. But hey, and they want that rematch, so let him have the rematch. But let it go when the guy's 100% ready to defend the title, you know? It's a weird situation where a guy wins a championship and becomes the victim. <laughs> it's like he yeah. won the championship and he was he was a he was a popular guy up until winning the championship and then the way he won the championship which had nothing to do with his fault, he became kind of like uh, you know, a, a negative vibe from people, and it's like, and all he did was become a yeah. champion and, and it's and, not his fault. And it's not, it's his, not fault. his fault, you know, it's <laughs> it like sucks. yeah, how can you guys attack me for something i didn't do yeah i didn't tell this guy to knee me legally i didn't yeah. i didn't tell my body to fail me it's, you know come on man i mean that was a hell of a shot i'm sorry i don't know too many people that could have continued after a shot like that yeah that's for I'm, sure why. i'm just telling you i don't know you know and, and and i seen another fight like that where diego sanchez where he took a what was it an illegal what did he take that, that he couldn't he, he played that one really well, well that was recent that wasn't and too he, he long was like, ago it was uh he took a uh, it was an eye gouge or something right or a knee to the face he took something i think he i took a knee or something i don't remember but but diego was like i'm losing the fight in in, in this case he was not with you whatsoever hmm Let's see. <clears throat> Go continue with this. Take another loss. Potentially get cut, or take my win and get an extra bonus pay. It's a business decision. I applaud Diego for that. I said, "Hey, that's smart." We, that's alleged. We yeah, don't know for sure what he did. Yeah, man. Yeah, who cares? He, he, he did it right. He did it right. If any of my fighters were in that situation, I'd have said, uh, "I would." I would point to Diego and go, "That's the way you do it, right there." When you have an illegal, you know, he didn't ask to be. Yeah. When the guy yeah, starts out, like, and why, you know. Yeah. When, when the guy you starts start out, doing that to me. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. No, you go ahead. All right, I'll go. <laughs> now you, now you forgot what you're talking about. No, he, he, now I'm talking. Now, no, Diego did it right. He did it right. He, he that's I, I was very proud of the fact he did that like that because he was compromised and, and it was a rough thing for him. The strategy was not quite right in his part. And, and on to boot, now you're compromised like that. It's like, you know, I, I'll say this too, like with DC's last fight, right? When he got his, his finger, uh, Stipe's finger all the way half the middle of his back of his eyes, like he couldn't see. Yeah. He could not see. And, 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 you know, 
uh, he's trying to tell the, the, the ref, hey, he got poked in the eye, poked the eye. They didn't see it, so they, they made him fight. And DC continued to fight, but, but he couldn't see. When the ref came up, the doc came up, he said he really couldn't see. He said, yeah, but it was really no. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. And, and uh, the bottom line is, the unfortunate thing is, think how many times DC poked Stipe in the fights previous to that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Stipe got poked, man. And you're like going, oh, God, DC. Oh, it was, they, weren't, they were not intentional. Of course. So, yeah. so, so Stipe didn't intend to poke uh, DC, and he, DC didn't intend to poke him. But it's ironic how it's the eye pokes that kind of screwed up uh, Miocic. And then at the end, you know, DC got then in by the same eye pokes. They were unintentional, though. But DC's was way worse than than all the other ones. And there's a big difference too when you're looking at Aljamain Sterling versus Jan. That that was like the worst. That was the most illegal shit I've ever seen. <laughs> like that wasn't like an accident. Yeah. That I mean, he actually no, he actually very, called a very... friend, called his corner, and got advice. Yeah. And still called nine one one and say, "Here I come with the knee." Yeah, but... Fuck, that was bad. So he doesn't deserve. No, I didn't. I didn't think he deserved to win the belt. I, I didn't, you know, in that situation. But you know, who knows what's gonna happen in the future? But Aljamain is a badass. But here's here's more importantly, and I'm trying to get him on the podcast. And I understand he just doesn't speak as good English, and he's worried about it. But um, everybody wants to know about Islam. So give me an update on Islam versus Tiago coming up here in the next couple of weeks, and how, how's Islam doing? Um, since I might not get him on the podcast or whatever, and, and he's kind of a, a ghost to the Westerners because he doesn't do a lot of podcasts. How's he doing? How's he looking? And wh where's his mindset? He's looking fantastic. Uh, you know, his mindset is, is, you know, he's going out there and he's got a big torch to, to carry, you know, the Habib legacy. You know, he's the next heir. Habib appointed in the next heir. I appointed in the next heir to, to Habib's crown. And, uh, He's on track to do everything that we're feeling he's going to be able to do. And, and Tiago Moses is just a very super, super tough fighter that, that uh, can spoil the show if we're not careful. Right. And we, we've observed him. We see what he has. And, and uh, we know what we're up against, you know. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, Islam's going to show why I feel he's the best lightweight in the planet right now. And I, I'm not taking anybody... For granted, I just know how good uh, Islam is. And the reason why I say that is, uh, you know, I've had the privilege of seeing Habib go with everybody and, you know, Islam go with everybody. And, and the only the only losses uh, round wise that these guys ever have was against each other. You know, Habib losing the very few of them, but still the only guy that's ever won any rounds from Habib was Islam. Mm -hmm. And then Islam, you know, he smashes everybody, everybody. You know, everybody he smashes everybody, and uh, I get the privilege of watching that. So I'm I'm the so-called expert, but I'm only an expert only because I see this guy smash people, right? Yeah. So I'm like, well, how how hard it is to pick how good the guy's gonna be when I see that. Like guys come into the gym, like expert guys, you know, and, and they see Islam, and all of a sudden they're talking like we're talking, because now they become experts too. They see it, and it's and that's all it is. We see with our eyes how good this guy is, and we go. Yeah. Oh, shit. And that's why you have all these guys declining to fight him because word comes around the circles. Don't go with Mac Jeff. Don't go with Mac Jeff. He's a killer. He's, and he is. Yeah. He straight up is. That's why. He's, he's almost impossible to beat outside of knocking him out. And I say it, and I'll say it again. You're going to beat Islam Makachev, you're going to have to knock him out because if you cannot knock him out, you don't get lucky enough to knock him out. Guess what? You're getting your ass kicked. That's how good he is. And... I've said it, and I'll say it, and I'll continue to say it. 
That's the only way he's going to lose. Is That's it. That, that's how good he is. You mentioned it a couple times before when Habib was still in his career, actually. And you said that the closest person that you'd be worried about that could beat Habib, not not saying that he would beat him, but I'm saying the closest person to actually uh, get close enough to, to, to give us a scare and possibly have the ability to beat him was Islam. And then now since Habib is retired, Correct. Islam's coming up. Is he, is he, is, would he have been the only person that could have given uh, Habib a real tough fight? And then is he, obviously you just said it, but he's, he's in your opinion, the best lightweight on the planet, right? Yeah. To me, to me, Islam is the best lightweight on the planet. And, uh, you know, and Habib's saying it too. Why? Because we're, we're that confident. I mean, yeah. And it's not because we're, we're theory thinking. We see it. We, yeah. The sparring. Yep. I mean, bro, the sparring tells everything to you. Yeah. And I see it, you know. So I'm not talking about what, oh, what could. I'm seeing this guy do what I know he can do. And he's done it. And he's going to do it. And look at Drew Dober. His last fight, he fought a really tough guy. Yeah. Really, really super, super tough guy. But look what happened when he went with Islam. Yeah. Well, it wasn't so tough, was no. it? It's like Drew was like, "What the hell? I can't even get up. What the hell? I'm all of a sudden getting submitted, you know." Yeah. And Drew Dober's no joke. And and that last fight he had with that Australian kid, that could have that could have gone really easily. Drew Dober's way. It was only one minute difference between yeah. the two and who dominated. So if Drew would have just put on the heat a little bit, he could have been victorious with a real, really tough, tough guy, you know. And but with Islam, it's like there wasn't even a challenge. It wasn't yeah. a challenge yeah. because that's how good Islam is. Yeah, it was an action-packed fight with his last fight, but um, yeah, and and then uh, so so the thing is, Islam has this fight coming up. Is there any talks of like where he can go from there? Like, how far do you think he is if he wins from being able to get that title shot and be able to be a champion? When do you predict he'll be a champion if things keep going the right way and he wins his fights? Yeah, when when we get by Moses, I think they're going to give us one more fight for a title shot. I nice. think that's what's going to happen. Like a contendership I think fight? It's, you know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're gonna, yeah. They're going to give us a title shot. After this one, one more, if everything goes according to plan, they're going to give him a title shot. So he's got two more fights, this one and one more after that. You know, worst case, two more after that. But I think one more after that. Because then, bro, look how many fights he would have been on. A win streak. He's in on seven or eight win, uh, fight win streak right yeah, now. I don't know. He's, it's a he's lot. got one of the longest ones, yeah, right? Yeah. He's the longest uh, uh, win streak in the division. In the, the division. So. And and these top guys uh, were not wanting to fight him for yeah. good reason. Yeah. You know, and, and the guys that want to fight him is, is people like Tony Ferguson, uh, Justin Gagey, of course, Connor and Dustin. They'll all fight him for damn sure. But uh, some of the other guys were elected by good reason. I would, or they were booked. Who knows what the reasons are, right? Yeah. But bottom line is we weren't getting any fights and i haven't seen islam train as much but I, I i follow what you're saying because the same thing with habib like when you're saying you saw him in the training room and stuff this is why we all knew habib was going to be habib because we watched him training and it's like Correct. you can watch people Correct. training and you can Correct. see people do so so like you can see me like when i first came in i did like not good at all but then i somehow would win some fights and you were just like scratch everybody was scratching their head like how the hell did he win that fight and then like that's that's how my career started i was horrible in the gym i mean i i trained my ass off but i was like my technique now you, and all you that. weren't you weren't you weren't horrible you, you pretty you bad just do your swick out we call this swick out nah you you you, you wouldn't relax enough and you had yeah. explosive power you, you had great speed and and you had power, bro, and you're knocking people out. Don't sell yourself short. You know, it's it's just your explosion uh, on relaxation. You didn't get that down like you needed to. Um, but everything else, I mean, I mean, 
you're hey, you're a top fighter. The bottom line, <laughs> you know, you're a top fighter. I wouldn't like your technician like GSPs, but what I'm saying is, you have some guys in the gym that do okay, and then they do really good in the fight. You have some guys do really good in the gym, they do really good in the fight, really bad in the fight. It goes back and forth. But when we're watching Habib train. There's just no question from watching him train, he's going to be a beast and he's going to do what he did. And so you're basically saying, and that's why I trust you when you say this, Islam's doing that same thing now. When you're watching Islam train, you're yeah. just like, oh, shit. He's, he's always he's, done He's always going to happen. He's always done that. Islam's always done that. Perfect. You know, now, then uh, I'm sold. You know, he, he's, had, <laughs> he's, had, he's had tougher, he's had tougher uh, sparring matches than Habib. Uh, Habib hasn't had this stuff. Habib just destroys people. And Islam does too. But not not like Habib. Habib yeah. Habib's the most dominant uh, fighter I've ever had in my life. You know, I don't know if I'll ever see another one like him. But Islam is a technical beast. He's fantastic on the ground. He makes jujitsu black belts look kind of kind of silly a little bit. You it's know, crazy. he's that good. He's that good. Yeah. You know, he makes wrestlers, Division One wrestlers. Uh, you know, in MMA, in MMA, not not course, like wrestling, course, wrestling. Course, you know? yeah, yeah. We, we got to stress that it's not like. You know, strictly yeah. going jujitsu, or you know, and nothing else, or strictly going wrestling and nothing else. No, no, no. We're talking MMA, MMA. Uh, these kids, Habib, Islam, and their whole crew, and MMA, they they have it all. They have the all the mechanisms all put together, you know, really well. How much is how, how much is Habib uh, helping the guys out and training with you guys? I saw him him and you and uh, Luke working the other day. And I'm sure he's helping with Islam. How's that going? How's he being as a coach? And and is it the fun days from before? And, and he's just a coach now instead of a fighter. Is it <laughs> is the humor the same? I see your Instagram yeah, and stuff. It's great. Yeah, it's fun. I put some stuff on Instagram and uh, uh, they turned the tables on me. You know, we kind of play with each other. We we know we're gonna do something. Habib sees me filming, and he'll he, yeah. When I see filming, Habib will go into a little funny skit, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and, uh, you know, he'll start like, they picked on me the other day. So I put that up and, and, uh, some of my friends got a little insulted because why is Habib talking to me like that? He should be more respectful, but they yeah. don't understand the chemistry, him and yeah, I, yeah. we love each other. We're just goofing around and, and I would have to say, Hey, it's, 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 it's not, he's not disrespecting me. I'm going with it because trust me, those guys ain't disrespecting me. If, if I get pissed off with them, they're going to be very, very hurt, you know, that I'm pissed at them and very angry at themselves. And I've never been angry at Habib's crew ever, yeah. ever, never been angry at him because I know they love me and I love them. And it's a very mutual respect that we have for each other. And when we do things like on camera, it's goofing around, playing with each other. Right, right, and right. it's all in love. It's not, uh, it's not real. It's not real. So for you to see stuff, uh, please don't take it out of context and think that they're disrespecting me because the, if anything those guys do is not, that's the total opposite. They respect me more than anything, you know, and, and they have big respect for me, and I just goof around with it. What, what's the deal with Kevin Holland? So he said there was a bunch of big news saying he was coming to AK to, to work on his wrestling. Sounds great. I mean, that's one of the best wrestling camps with wrestlers and, and ground guys, and he was going to come train with DC and come and do all that. And then I talked to you a week after they announced it or whatever, and he was already gone. What, what, what was the situation? Was he just coming for a short period? What happened? How did he look? What, what was the update? Uh, uh well, I hadn't been back to the gym per se, so I never saw him and never met him. Uh, the one day he was there, I guess he didn't wrestle. I guess he wrestled with the uh, high school kids from D.C.'s Gilroy school. So I don't really know, bro. I, I said, hey, D.C., what's going on with your Kevin guy? He goes, oh, he went back home, Hob. I go, oh. I go, I thought he came there to learn wrestling. He learned wrestling in, in one week? He goes, I don't know how. He just took off. I said, so okay. So all that okay. news, and then so, he went for one day, wrestled the high school kids, and then went home? <laughs> 
<laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Maybe he wow. didn't like wrestling. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I shouldn't yeah, say that because I don't know. I don't know why he yeah, might have no, had yeah. a reason why he had to go home. Might have problems at home and this and that. And uh, I do know from what DC said, he said he's coming back. So, okay, cool. So, but he's not coming to AKA, bro. People need to understand. He's just that. wrestling he, he with DC. Never, he never talked about coming to AK. He's coming to DC to wrestle. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. There, there's not like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, hey AK, open your arms to me. I'm here. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No, Kevin Holland is AK was coming to wrestle with DC, not to come train with AK. So when people are thinking that, oh, he's at AK, no, he's not at AK. He came to wrestle with DC. DC has his own wrestling program. He's got his own thing going on. Yeah, I saw you that. Know? And, he uh, sent me recently a, yeah, a and, video and listen, of his like, place and, and everything. And, yeah, and listen, let, let me tell you something. When we talk about his high school wrestling kids, don't be thinking that, uh, oh, yeah, wrestling kids. Hey, uh-uh, no, uh-uh, they're good. Uh-uh. There was a kid. There was a kid in there today, 15 years old, <laughs> okay? He's the best in the nation. Yeah. He's the best in the nation, okay? And, and DC, you know, went out and had him uh, go out with some of the kids, some of the other kids. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, no, no. DC is an unbelievable coach. He has an unbelievable wrestler. So don't, don't let that thing fool you. Remember, Henry Segura won the Olympic gold medal. How old? It was like 18, 19? I don't remember, yeah. He was young, right? He was yeah. the, one of the youngest, Probably. one of the youngest Olympians, Henry Segura. You know, he was 18 or 19, I think, you know, somewhere in that. He was young is what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. He was young. He didn't go to college. You know, high school, oh, wow. he went to Olympic Training Center, and he won the gold medal. So, so you know, when you talk about high school wrestling, don't sell those kids short, man. Because especially when you're talking about D.C.'s kids. These kids are badass, you know. They they jokes. They're no yeah. jokes at all. So uh, that's who, you know, he was wrestling with. But that still is great wrestling. Yeah. Especially from a guy that, that has no wrestling, right? No wrestling. And hats off to DC too, because he, uh, you know, he, he became a champion and, and was still coaching and teaching the kids and, and working hard. Then he became a double champ, and then he's still coaching and working with the kids and working hard. And now he's a double champ, ex-retired, and now he's doing analytical, you know, he's, he's one of the, commentary he's one of the greatest and he's of all doing time. A, he, he, yeah, and he's still teaching. To me, to me, DC, yeah, yeah. To me, DC is like like five or six greatest of all time. Yeah. You know, had he retired after he beat uh, Stipe, then he'd be one or two in my eyes. Yeah. But unfortunately, he kept going and that kind of diminished him a little bit. He's still one of the greatest. Still, pound for pound, one of the greatest. Henry put him at number eight. So, I mean, that's the official, like, Cejudo Triple C ranking. So, he's, he's Henry's number eight uh, pound for pound, which is two after Henry. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, no DC is definitely, you know. But no, I'm uh, kidding. Yeah, no. Anyway, so that's that, that's cool. And then now DC's got um, he's he's working with uh, he's working with Ryan Clark on the ESPN show. He's a Steeler, uh, Super Bowl champion. So that might be interesting. I'm interested to see that. That's gonna be coming up soon on ESPN. So for all you people checking out uh, DC and and following DC, that's coming up soon. I don't know when, but I'm interested to see how that turns out. That dynamic. So DC's so good on the mic. He can interact with anyone and have instant chemistry. Yeah, he can carry anybody. He can put me, you, me and you on there, and or maybe we can carry him. We can help him along. You know what I mean? He probably needs us. I think more than anything, because if he's with, he's, if he, if he's with you or I, we can make him a superstar. You know, we can carry him. I thought DC was gonna swoop in on me and be like, "Yo, Swick, man, I need you to come be my co-host and shit." And your fucking show's awesome. And- I don't think he. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't want you to upstage him. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. If people only knew how funny DC was in the gym, 
I mean, him especially with when Habib came in and got confident. Uh, even oh. Ka- even the Koscheck days in all those old days, he could have a reality show. I mean, this guy's hilarious in the gym. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 today in wrestling practice, uh, uh, if you go to Instagram on Habib's story, Habib's got this whole, like, three or four minute deal with them in training and DC running everybody is funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's funny. We'll check yeah, that out. Yeah, it's a treat just to watch those guys go at it. Yeah. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. Mike Swick, he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jiu-jitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. I'm telling you guys, I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool, but you can't come to Thailand without coming to AKA Thailand. Come on. Jake Paul versus Woodley. Um, anything change? What's your take on that? Um, because GSP just came out and said that Jake Paul can beat Woodley. Um, that was interesting. Um, he's one of your goats or whatever. Um, what, what, what do you think has changed with, with how things have happened since then? Do you think it's the same, what, what your prediction was before? Predict that for me and break it down. It's, it's the same. It's the same. It's, to me, it's like Woodley is having to play catch-up. You know, and uh, Jake's ahead of him. And uh, as great an athlete as Woodley is, as great a, a, a fighter as the legend that he is, he's coming into a really it's a boxing sport. They're really different, man. They're not the same. I don't care what you say. I don't care what he says. You know, unless you've been in that arena and you've done it like 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 Jake Paul's been doing it. You know, which Woodley hasn't. He's been fighting MMA. So him to come over, he's behind the eight ball. You know, Jake Paul's ahead of him, and and that's one of the big major reasons why I'm taking Jake Paul because he's he's way ahead. Smart, uh, strategic picking of who to fight. Perfect fight is Woodley because nobody is going to look at Woodley and think, oh, it's it's, it's another right. it's another Askren scenario. Everybody's going to go. Now you're really fighting a real fighter, uh, Jake. You're getting your ass kicked, and guess what? If he does get his ass kicked, great. He's got a rematch clause. He can go at it again. But I think he's going to pull it off. And, and, and it's only because, number one, Woodley needs to catch up. You know, it's not the same. It's not MMA. It's just like if what would happen in an MMA match? You already well, know yeah, what's going to happen. You already know. Yeah. I don't even need to say who's going to win that one. I'm, you think I'm going to give Jake Paul a chance against Woodley in MMA? It's yeah. a joke. Ain't going to happen. And But don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. Woodley fighting Jake Paul in a boxing match is a joke. No, no, no. It's, just, it's a legit fight. Woodley's a talented guy and he can punch. He's got good speed. I'm just saying to learning the art of boxing, the science, sweet science, that Woodley's behind. He's behind. And he's not the favorite. He's not the favorite. He's mm. not. Uh, no, he's not on the book. That's the way the books, I see it. But the thing is crazy to me because, like, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously going for Woodley and I think he's going to be able to win and everything. But it's crazy to me that so many people – 
you have inside information, so you know a lot more than what most people know, but just the general fans don't know really how Jake Paul's training. They don't really see him in the gym. They don't really know what he can do in boxing because what you see when he fights is just he knocks out people who don't know boxing. You can't judge it by that, but he's, yeah. he's so good yeah. at promoting. He's taking people who hasn't seen him actually be a good boxer, whatever he is in the gym, and they're still picking him over Tyron Woodley, a five-time UFC champion, just because of how he talks and acts and, and because he knocked out some guys that had no business being in there for the striking realm. That's yeah. crazy to me that yeah. he can do that, that he can get so many people behind him who hasn't seen him, what, what, what you've seen and heard about with this boxing training and this and that and the other, and that he is actually higher level than what, what, what people would expect. He's convinced everyone he's going to beat Tyron Woodley and came out as the favorite on all the betting sites. Fucking crazy to me. Like he has never fought a guy that trains well, in it, boxing. It, it's crazy. Yeah, but 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 you know, like I said, it, it's not like he's fighting a boxer, boxer. Sure. He's fighting but, but an still. MMA guy that's coming into boxing, and and that's the key that people see. That's the mix-up. That's where all the screw-up comes. It's not like he's fighting Mayweather. He's not fighting Mayweather. He's not fighting, or or like what Anderson Silva did. He's not yeah. fighting a Julio uh, Junior Chavez. You know, he's not fighting that guy. Because I'm telling you right now, if he was fighting Chavez Jr., it ain't happening. It ain't happening. Jake Paul getting his ass whooped. Sorry, not gonna happen. Okay, just because people, are, you know, they say, "Well, hey, you know, uh, you know, Anderson Silva." Well, well, yeah, that's Anderson Silva. He he he's been boxing for a long time. He's been wanting to box Roy Jones forever. Do you think that that he's gonna box Roy Jones because he he, he just couldn't box? Yeah. Anderson Silva could box his ass off, bro. Yeah. He's been able to do that, and also. What people don't understand is that Anderson Silva's boxing coach, okay, he's had world boxing champions. The guy knows how to train boxing yeah. champions, okay? He's had them, you know? So so you got a guy that, that knows how to train boxing champions, you know, and he's telling you you can do this. Guess what? You can do it, you know, because he's got a great boxing coach, uh, Anderson Silva does. And, and, and that's why he was able to do what he was able to do, you know? And so it uh, was no surprise to me. That, that he did what he did, but uh, enough said about anything regarding Anderson. He doesn't to prove nothing to anybody. And if he said, hey, I want to fight Roy Jones next, who's going to doubt he, that he could beat Roy? No one. I'm not saying he'll beat Roy, but I'm saying who's going to doubt him now? No one. And he's been wanting that match forever. And you know what? I think people will tune in to watch yeah, uh, Anderson Silver and Roy yeah. Jones get it on. I think it will be a legit, a legit competition. I, I, you know, I don't know who would win. You know, I'm just saying don't count Anderson out. Yeah, you know, but again, there's a difference between that and, and the Woodley situation. He's never been in the gloves with the the ten ounce gloves, and, and Anderson's been doing this, and he's been training for a long time in just that circle, you know. And Woodley doesn't have as much combative, uh, you know, experience with the boxing that Anderson has. It's like the the COVID situation of like getting used to life, and, and when big changes happen and all that. And like at the beginning, I was like so against all this boxing and Jake Paul and Logan Paul bringing boxes or trying to fight fighters and all the celebrity boxing, and all this crazy circus acts and all that. But it's like now it's to the point where I'm just like I'm still a fan of the UFC and watching UFC fights, but like I'm interested in watching those fights too. I mean, I, I don't. I, I was just a little judgmental and salty probably because I was a fighter, but it's like I've, I've gotten to the point now where I'm just like, yeah, sign me up. That's interesting. Well, you know? Yeah, sign me up because look, listen, those guys have how many followers on YouTube? It's interesting. Each yeah. one of those guys, one of them's got what twenty million, the other one's close to twenty million, over twenty million. Well, all of Come them on, too. Man. These guys, these these guys earn. They've earned their right to be main events wherever they want to be. They've earned their right to be in the A side. Whether you like them or you don't like them, it doesn't matter. They've earned the right to be there. So you go, well, he hasn't fought. He hasn't. Did, well, yeah, you know what? 
But what's fighting all about, Swig? Yeah. Butts and seats, eyeballs to the screen. Filling up the stadium. Okay. I'm sorry, but that's what a promoter wants to see. You think a promoter's going to want to put you on there and, and you're the greatest fighter of that, but you're going to draw so much for him, or you may even cost him money, whereas this guy here, this YouTuber guy that yeah. you so-called, he can get, like, put millions in your pocket, and, and the promoter's going to go, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to go with the more deserving guy because he's put in the you know years of training, this and that, and this other guy, all he's done is YouTube stuff, build his YouTube following. But yeah, that YouTube following is going to pay your goddamn bills, you know. So who's gonna who's got the right to fight, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's the bottom line, you know. Uh, Nate Diaz comes to mind on someone that knows his market, knows his worth, you know. And you got to applaud him because look what he does. Nate Nate Diaz goes and and, and dictates, you know, a three or five round fight in a non-title fight in a main event card. I mean, he said, no, no, I'm fighting, I'm fighting five rounds. They granted it to him. Why? Yeah. He knows his worth. He yeah. knows. He knows. So don't get mad at Nate Diaz because he knows how to control the yeah. people that are trying to control him. Don't get mad at him. Learn from him. Yeah. You know, and learn how to market yourself. Nate Diaz knows how to. Hey, out of that fight, you and I, you know goddamn well who the star came out of that damn show. The loser came out the winner. Yeah. He didn't lose in nobody's eyes because no. in everybody's he eyes, got more they're thinking, that fight. Well, yeah, dude. If it was a real fight, Nate would have whooped your ass. Don't matter that he didn't. What yeah. matters is the perception and how Nate presented himself, the package. People will still tune in to watch Nate Diaz over any of those guys. I'm sorry. He's, he's the winner. Yeah. What do you think about Oscar De La Hoya and Vitor Belfort? Last thing before we go. What do, what do you think about that fight? Um, interesting. Oscar De La Hoya has never been shy from fighting the greatest guys out there that he can get. And uh, I would have loved to have seen him with GSP. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the UFC didn't allow it. But uh, I look at Oscar as uh, he takes his craft very seriously. And obviously, he better take Belfort very seriously because Belfort's got good speed. But again, uh, we're in a situation here where Belfort's fairly old too, right? How old is he, 42, 41? Yeah, he's he's you know, he's, he's, he's got to be in mid forties, and De, De La Hoya's got to be fifty. Yes. yeah. So 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 there's just too much experience on Oscar's side. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting fight. I don't know how much interest I ha I have in seeing it, only because, I mean, what's it all about? Yeah. No, what's it all about? I, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, they, and, you know, we'll see. Maybe they'll cause some drama that you want to see. Oscar wants to get in and get some of this spotlight back. I think, and so he's he's been looking for someone. So I think that's what it came from. I think he could have picked a better opponent for himself than Vitor Belfort. I think that's not the easiest opponent he could have grabbed that has a big name, that's kind of older and and an accomplished striker. But uh, you know, I, I think Belfort could could land something and beat him. You know, depending and it depends on the testing and what Belfort shows up. But like that's a fierce. I mean, he was a fierce dude. I mean, he he could throw some punches pretty hard. He, 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 but you know, it's still boxing, and, and I don't know how much uh, boxing experience uh, Vitor has, but but uh, don't underestimate Vitor. That's yeah. all. I mean, I, I I would think logically the the winner's going to be De La Hoya because of the vast world experience, and uh, besides, guys goes to Belfort. Power goes to Belfort. Uh, massive experience goes to De La Hoya. You know, uh, so they both have their pluses and their minuses. At the end of the day. Just look at Mayweather and what he does to people. 
you yeah. know, his experience takes over. And, uh, you know, the, the with the Logan Paul thing there, I think that Logan Paul was saved by the way he fought. He fought Mayweather perfectly, wild haymakers, throwing his weight all around. So it didn't give uh, Mayweather the opportunity to put the, the, the finishing touches on him because the little clips I've seen, showed uh, Logan Paul fighting perfect. (laughs) Not perfect as far as technique, but perfect as far as how you should fight Mayweather and roughing him up, throwing him around, and just going crazy on him and then holding him. And, you know, he fought perfect, man. He fought perfect. Uh, Otherwise, if he had tried to do this, stay in box, this and that, I I think... Hey, Mayweather would have starched him, yeah. you know, and the 50-pound 50 50 pound difference makes a big difference. So For sure. what I'm saying in that case there, the weight <laughs> made a difference and the, the style and how he fought made a difference. Yeah. So uh, that being said, if if, if uh, uh, Vitor does the same thing with De La Hoya, see, the one thing that, that a lot of these MMA guys have over the boxing guys is they know how to inside dirty fight well, and they, right. can, they, can, they can do stuff like that with their wrestling and they can they can throw you off. They can throw your rhythm off, and they can do a lot of stuff that that maybe it won't be enough to beat the boxer, but you can do, definitely throw their rhythm off. And mm-hmm. and I think that uh, Vitor can definitely do that to De La Hoya. Um, interesting. How interesting? To be honest with you, I don't think the interest is going to be that super high. I think the interest between Jake Paul yeah, and, sure. and, and and Woodley is super high. I think it's going to do a million and a half plus buys. I yeah. really do yeah. because. They're both legit dudes, and you have Woodley, I have Jake, and you really believe in your heart Woodley's going to win, and I'm not 100% sure that Jake's going to win, but I'm taking Jake. But there you go. There's a match. You know, you got your side, I got my side, but we're both like, yeah, this is a fight. We're not saying, like with with, uh, Asker, and I was like, yeah, well, Asker will have to drown him, and then the later rounds, you know, And but I didn't think Asker can box with him at all, and when I saw Aspen going out there boxing, I was like, what the hell is he doing? He's mm-hmm. boxing with a guy. I thought he was going to rough him up like Logan Paul. I, that's yeah. what I thought Ben was going to do, and he didn't do that. You know, I think Ben was just out there not caring, and he did what he needed to do, and he got a great payday, and, and uh, good for Ben. You know, I mean, it didn't diminish the great accomplishments he's done, all the achievements he's done, the great athlete he was. He's just not a boxer. There's yeah. no secret. You know, Woodley's different. This is a different story. Uh, this one here, uh, the loser of this, if it's Woodley, he's going to be pretty upset at himself. Yeah. It's, if it's Jake, he'll be upset, but not as upset as Woodley because in Jake's mind, I lost to a guy that's actually been striking and been world champion, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and, and Woodley, he can't lose to this guy. Yeah. Not. It, it, it will mess with him because – you know, in his mind, he feels he's going to destroy this guy. And he might he might very well do that. He might very well do that. But, again, I'm going on the logic side of how much time spent and the athlete that Jake Paul is, the power he has, the coaching he has, all the variables put in together equal for an advantage, in my opinion, to Jake Paul. Yeah, and the thing is, too, I mean, like, with, with, with Jake Paul losing, though, He's never lost a fight before, so he's never seen himself get knocked out in all the memes. And there's a lot of people that hate Jake Paul. So I think even if he loses, he thinks right now, he thinks right now, like, oh, if I lose to an accomplished fighter like that, I'm still a badass for going out there and fighting, being a Disney kid and fighting such a a world champion. He doesn't realize it doesn't matter the credentials and whatever else. When you see yourself get flatlined in the middle of the octagon and then there's memes about it from 
30 million people of you getting knocked out and doing what basically he did to everybody, making floor mats with everybody knocked out on the floor of his house and everything. That shit isn't fun. It ain't fun watching that stuff. He's going to see if, if it does happen and he does get knocked out, he's going to see that it doesn't matter that the, the Tyron was a good fighter and that he, that he was a champion. It's going to be harsh for him to have to deal with. And I think what changes it, the dynamic of this it fight. It could happen. And what changes the it dynamic of this fight too. Happen a little bit different than some of the other fights where I agree with you that's going to get a lot more buys on pay-per-view. It's because when you see Floyd Mayweather, who should naturally destroy Logan Paul, fight Logan Paul, Logan Paul's a more likable person, right? Because he's not he's not as much on this whole, like, this this thing that Jake Paul's doing to try to get everyone to hate him and, and talk shit and do go go past even where Connor's stopped before um so when you had that fight you know you're going for you're either watching because you know some people want to see uh floyd get a knockout or something some people want to see logan maybe get the greatest upset of all time but not too many people really hate logan enough that they're just so like foaming at the mouth to see him get knocked out with this fight with jake paul and and tyron this is a guy who can give them what they want the people who want to see jake paul get knocked out viciously they see hope in that then they also see this huge history of if Jake Paul beats Tyron, it's going to be this big historic event. So I think because of the dynamic of both of those things happening and, and Tyron being able to beat him, people's hating him, him being, you know, possibly being able to beat Tyron because he came out as the favorite and how much of an upset and historic that would be. I think that alone is the reason this is going to sell a hell of a lot of pay-per-views, in my opinion. It, it, it is. It is. It's got everybody talking about it there. That's the, it's the fight. It's the fight that's going to, watch the youtuber versus the the ex mma world great you know go collide and 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 uh it's it this is not one of those heavily heavily favored jake paul heavily favored woodley no this is like split down the middle to some degree of you got all these people and all these mma guys all these wrestling guys that refuse to believe that jake paul's legit you know and no matter what at the end of the day we're all going to be entertained yeah we are going to be entertained because we're going to see something spectacular from one guy or the other guy i don't see us having honestly because they both create so much power i think somebody's getting the hell knocked out for sure that's That's what i think i 100 percent agree i mean i don't know I'm, I'm favoring Jake, but it could easily be Jake's ass on the on the canvas. I think for Jake's damn sure, down. Uh, damn sure, because uh, you know, again, Woodley has that speed, he has that power, he has the 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 fighting experience. He just doesn't have the boxing, the boxing, and that's why I, I'm I'm going with Jake because he doesn't have that. That's that's the disadvantage. You know, if if Woodley had been boxing for four years. You know, along with everything, just strictly boxing. I'm not talking about he's been boxing. I'm talking strictly boxing, nothing but boxing. I would probably change and I'd go with Woodley. I would say I'll take Woodley because I'll too much experience. But because he hasn't, he's having to play catch up. Remember the word I said, he's having to play catch up. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why I, I'm thinking, you know, he might get it. And 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 I'm not saying I'm right, obviously. Because if I was right, you know, everybody should go put money on Jake Paul, right? And no mm-hmm. one's gonna do that. Just because I said so, I gotta go. Ah, you know. And also, he's not my fighter. If they're not, if I don't train with them and I don't see him day in day out, I'm I'm just a fan like everybody else, yeah. and, and this, I'm just giving my opinion. Yeah. No, no, I see what you're saying. Um, and anybody that's interested in checking out Javier's podcast, he has a fantastic podcast. Go to YouTube and search Javier Mendez podcast. That's it, right? Just Javier Mendez podcast. Yeah, Javier Mendez podcast. Yeah. 
and then you're posting all the videos with Habib and yeah. DC and all the awesome videos from headquarters. Yeah, we did a breakdown. The last one we did was a breakdown on the Joe Schilling scenario. Oh yeah, because nice. uh, that that was a lot of topics. I mean, that was. The, I mean, uh, from a legal point of view, and you know, from what we thought, you know, it's all speculation. You know, yeah, but right. one thing's for sure: it's a legal. It's it's going to be a legal matter, I think. Yeah, for sure. If it hasn't already, it's going to be one. Uh, one thing: the worst case, best case, best case. Joe's getting sued. Best case. Yeah. Best case. For sure. Worst case, he's getting sued and he potentially could be doing time. Yeah. And just explain real both. fast to people that are watching yeah. that don't know the story. What happened again? It was uh, uh, Joe Schilling jumped in and fought somebody for some reason, right? What what, what happened? I guess they were. he was at a bar. He was at a bar and some little guy was being belligerent. Uh-huh. And he was starting trouble. He was drunk. And and and, and uh, Joe was walking through, and and the guy kind of got in his way. Uh-huh. Joe just kind of put his hand and pushed him to the side. The guy said something to Joe. Joe was already past the guy. There was no need to come back. So he comes back, and, and the guy kind of like shoulder like flinched like this, you know. Uh-huh. And as soon as he did that, instincts took over. Joe pop up, and it was over. But the problem. This is the problem. Okay, this is the problem. When you have a professional fighter, okay, and he's not drunk, and the other guy's piss poor drunk, right? Okay, you're the you're you're the expert. You're the expert. You're not supposed to subdue someone of that that ability. You're supposed to be the bigger man and walk away. You're not supposed to come back and you already passed the danger. Why'd you come back and say what'd you say to me? Yeah, it's too late. You know, hey, if there was an issue with him. If there's an issue with him, have the bar kick him out. Hey, this yeah. guy has been belligerent. Kick him out. And the bar went out and said that this guy has been causing problems. He's been getting drunk. So they they opened themselves up for a big can of worms and, and lawsuit because they acknowledged that, you know. And, I mean, the justification for, for him defending himself, right on the money because the guy did flinch. That was, you know, he didn't punch first. So he had to defend himself at that point. But why did he have to go back is going to be the question. Why did he have to come back? That's what the lawyers are going to come after. Why did you have to come back after you already passed it? What was the, what did he come after you? The, what words hurt you? You're a professional fighter. You're you know, he's the guy's like to hear you. He's like, you know, and he's a, he's a little big mouth, you know, and, and, and uh, why'd you have to hit him? You know, and uh, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. I had, I had a friend of mine um, that was a pro boxer. And they had a, an altercation with a guy at work at his company, his father's company. And this guy kept challenging my friend to a fight. He kept challenging my friend to a fight. My friend said, no, no, no. Finally, he had enough of this guy challenging him to a fight. He goes, fine. So as their company, they go outside and, and they, they get into a fight. The guy swings at my friend. My friend slaps him, just mm. slaps him, okay, hit him. The jaw knocked him out, broke his jaw, broke his jaw. What ended up happening is you would think, well, he started, he challenged you. He swung first. You open-handed because you didn't want to hurt him. Yeah. You slapped him, but he broke his jaw. He broke his jaw. The law looks at it like reasonable force. Right. That was above reasonable force because you broke his jaw and yeah. you're the professional. Yeah. He did three months in jail, plus he got sued. Yeah, wow. Uh, and, and, and he didn't start it. He didn't start it. He did not start it. Yeah. The other guy did. The other guy kept challenging him. The other guy swung first, but he used unreasonable force. You know, and it's like the law looks at it like that. Well, Joe didn't hit open palm, and he was walking away. He was already past that point. 
So that's where I, I think, and I hope I'm wrong because, you know, it looked at the other guy was a jerk and he probably, you know, not that anybody deserves to get knocked out because yeah. that could have been serious, <laughs> but the other guy was being, being, being a loud mouth, you know, and, and yeah. he was causing problems. And I'm not for people getting hurt. Yeah, I'm course. not for it at all. But, but, but the other guy was being a jerk. And Joe wasn't being the jerk in that sense. The other guy was being the jerk, belligerent. And, you know, I guess he was being rude to a lot of people from what I hear. So, but again, the law is the law, you know, and, you, you know, you and I, whether we like it or not, we're lethal weapons, even though we're not, we are, <laughs> you know, and we have to have the mindset to walk away. You know, yeah. like I give you a, for instance, one of my friends, we were in Las Vegas. Uh, his name's Tony Valente. He's like a martial arts master with the knives and the, everything. This guy's a lethal weapon through and through. So we're walking to in Las Vegas. Right. And, and as we're walking, this guy tried to trip me, brings his foot out to try to trip me and knock me on the ground. And, and like like a ninja, no. <laughs> but anyways, I real smoothly just lifted my leg up, and I walked past him, lifted over him where he was trying to trip me. Yeah. And I walked back, and my friend looks and goes, "What the f, man? Let's go back." I no no no, that's bullshit. And I go, Tony, I go, what damage did he do? I saw what he was doing. So why the hell am I gonna go confront this guy? What if they have guns? What if this? What if that? Right, right. I mean, he obviously intended to hurt me. I, he didn't hurt me. Mission not accomplished. So yeah, keep moving. Why walk away? Walk away. He goes. He goes. He goes. You know, I need to be more like you because you're right. He goes. Yeah. He didn't hurt me. He tried. Yes, he tried. Now, if he would have tripped me and my friend jumped on him because he did that on purpose, okay, justified. But he didn't hurt me. You understand? He didn't yeah. hurt me. So was I justified by going back and say, "Hey, why did you try to trip me?" No. I'm member because I'm a professional martial artist. So that being the case, I'm training you to be like me, but yet I'm not going to be like me. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no, no. The whole idea is you walk away. You walk away. You don't pay attention. You walk away. I think once I walked away from a situation like that, you know, and I would just swallow my pride and pretend like I didn't hear him because it's like once you pass the lawsuits, getting attacked by five bouncers, getting arrested and thrown into a cop car, like once you get past all that, yeah, just keep walking. <laughs> Anything's for, forget keep your walking. pride. You still get to go home that night and sleep in your bed, you know, <laughs> and not have to worry about getting sued for the next two yeah, months. Yeah, who wants to deal with court cases? And you know, hey, I've never been a day in jail and for the rest of my life i hope i never spend a day in jail i don't want to i don't want to break the law in any way i want to be good in any way i hey I, I, i'm not i'm not the lawbreaker man I, I i don't like hurting people i don't like bullies and i'm definitely not a bully and, and uh, I, I i'm not going to show how macho i am you know no i love what i do you know but what i do is shows about respect and discipline and and, and being humble you know and, and that's if you really truly are a martial artist, then you really have those traits for real, you yeah. know, and nothing's going to change your view of that. And, and, and I've grew up the martial arts way. And although I don't really consider myself uh, like a real martial artist because I don't, you know, the, the, but a lot of the traits I do, uh, and then some of the traits I don't, you yeah. know, but I'd rather be in the martial artist humble way and, and being the better man. Cause I'm the bigger fish, you know, meaning, the 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 more athletic more competent i know you know i'm the more dangerous weapon so why do i got to prove to you that i'm the bigger weapon proving to you i'm the bigger weapon is by walking away and not involving myself yeah. i don't want to have to prove to you so you'll never know i'm the bigger weapon because i'm not going to show you it yeah
No, I agree with you. That makes perfect sense. When are you going to come back to Thailand? So the borders opened up July 1st. So it's been a few days now, almost a week. The borders are open. If you have the vaccine, you can come right in. When are you going to come over here and check out what we're doing? I don't know. Well, soon. I, I'm basically what's happening here is I'm uh, I'm I'm stuck here until the end of of uh, July when uh, Habib's cousin uh, Usman uh, Usman Islam uh, Mabadov okay. and and Gaji they're all fighting they're for fine. Bellator. Yep. Uh, I think it's July 31st yep. at the Ir- Irvine Forum, Inglewood mm-hmm. uh, uh, Inglewood. Or I don't know the with, location. With the but I remember that card, yeah. It's it, yeah. So, it's, so they're fighting there, and then I got Makachev, and, and I got Mowgli Benitez fighting uh, July seventeenth in the UFC, and then I'm taking off for two months to Dagestan to train Habib's because they're my team, right? The team Habib is I'm the head coach. Habib appointed me the head coach. Right, right. So I'm gonna go over there and train the guys for their fights in Russia nice. for Bellator. There's gonna be fights happening in oh, Bellator that's right. in Fedor, October right? for. One of, yeah, Fader's fight, I'll be training a lot of the Habib's kids for that. And then I have some of my guys fighting at the UAE Warriors, which right. is the best D- uh, show in the Middle East, uh, you know, with Fad, uh, Darwish, and, and uh, you know, Abdumanan, uh, who's uh, from Palm Sports. They're great people, and they got a great promotion. So I have two of my fighters uh, fighting there. Uh, Daniel Allen's supposed to fight there, and Mo Alarek. Uh, who's Arab uh, kid that I think is going to be a superstar over there. He's only 0-1, right? I mean, 1-0. Uh, but I think he's got great potential. He's fighting there, I think, September 25th. So after that, October, which with Fedor, I think I have November, December. So That's maybe high season. in between that, I could see That's what I can do. Season. Perfect. Yeah. Hopefully the COVID situation is better by then. Yeah, for sure. Hey, did they did, uh, did they announce? I'm trying to think. I, I thought they did, or maybe it was just rumors and what people wanted. Did they announce an opponent for Fedor yet, or no? No, they uh, haven't. I saw okay. Fabrizio. We're doing some. Yeah, I, I saw, saw that. Uh, a whole bunch of people. A whole bunch of people putting their names in the hat because I mean he's a great Fedor. Come on, you know it's like everybody that's fought him. What do you think about him fighting? Because I'm mixed feelings on that because he was a legend and and he was one of my heroes as I was coming up. But he's older now. He's obviously, you know, like Habib says, which I agree with 100%. You don't have two primes. Everyone always says when they're in their 40s, I'm in the best shape of my life. I can go out there and fight better than when I was younger. You can't. Come on. You only have one prime. What what do you You think? What's your overall opinion on Fedor? I I mean, are you happy that he's fighting? Do you think he's going to win? Or are you rather him not, but you're going to watch? Like, What's your overall thoughts? I feel bad that he's having to fight again. I'm happy for him, and I want them to give him the right matches that, that, uh, uh, that can give him the great showpiece for his last fight or last two yeah, fights that, makes sense. Um, that he deserves. He deserves to have a, a good equal, uh, you know, a good, a good name to, to fight that, that that's not too young. That's right in the, that right where he's at, you know? And uh, yeah, I don't want to see him fight some young gun, you know, guy that's like a killer, you know, because let's face it, he's not a killer anymore. Like he was, he's still a killer, but not like he was. Right. So I'd like to see him fight someone that that's uh you know, like like a like a uh, Junior dos Santos, you know, Josh Barnett, you know, guys like that. You know, uh, guys, you know, uh, even uh, like Fabricio Wardoom type guys. You know, that are in there that that are right. And Fabricio is one of the more dangerous ones. Right. But at least you know that you know what I'm saying. Fabricio's 44, so it's not like Fabricio's a young guy, but but he's still. He's still phenomenal. Fabrizio is still phenomenal. So, yeah. but anyways, I like to see him fight someone of that like that, like a Junior Dos Santos, Josh Barnett, you know, uh, people like that. You know, <laughs> but cool. we'll see. You know, because Fedor, 
I'd like to see him finish on top, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'd like to see him finish winning. You know, uh, he, he's an icon, you know, and it'd be nice to see the icon regardless, just finish on top. That's, yeah. that's my opinion. I agree 100%. He's a hero of mine. And, and I think what's a little bit different here is when you look at Americans and Westerners, when they fight, when they get in their, their 40s and they're older, then you feel more sorry about, you know, they're having to fight and they fight with less uh, abilities than they used to. But, but you know, you got to look at Fedor kind of like the tie sort of in the way that like they're they're different breed you know they're they're tougher and like you know i don't see uh age affecting fedor as much as the same age guy that's a western raised kind of fighter you know what i mean like he's i remember watching videos of him when i was coming up and he was like in the backyard hitting like tires and pulling chains at like a playground and like these guys like habib when he was when he was young you know these guys are built differently so i think in that regard, we can't really feel too bad for him. And, and like you said, if we get him a good opponent, good for him. He gets a good win and fights again, and um, it'll work out good. Yeah, I mean, we're, 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 you know, let's face it. We want to see the great Fedor fight. We don't want to see him fight the best of the best. We don't right, want to right. see him fight in Ghana or anything like that. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, not saying that he can't fight in Ghana, but we personally don't want to see that. Yeah. You know, the, the, the repercussions of that are pretty bad. You know, or even 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 like a Cain Velasquez in fate, or you know, that might be a little much too. But even that's not out of the question. That'd be a great one. You know, because Kane hasn't fought in a long time too. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just saying someone that's not in the that this like bah, right there. You know, yeah. I, I like to see him fight someone that 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 you know that that's more right in his line. Right. I agree with you. Well, thanks, Hoff, for coming on the show. I appreciate it. We always have a great time. We always have a long podcast and talk about all the, the cool updates as well as the headlines. Everyone loves it. So thanks again for coming back on the show. And I'm sure I'll be calling you to – well, I call you every day anyway. But I'm sure I'll be asking you to be on the show again at some point, uh, probably hopefully this month. All right, buddy. Let's, let's see what can power on through, right? <laughs> all right. Well, th thanks a lot. And uh, stay in touch, and uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you a call later on. Okay.